0: Good morning and welcome to WPPA Sports Saturday. Final show for August. Week two of high school football in the books, and we didn't even turn the page to September, but we're off and running this morning. Here on WPPA Sports Saturday, proudly funded by CACL Financial, 1800 West Market Street in the city of Pottsville. Always open online at CACL. FCU.Org, where you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere.
1: PG's value markets, four convenient locations for all your tailgating needs. Check them out. Millersburg, Pine Grove, Jonestown, and Minersville. Isles upon aisles of grocery shopping savings. Don't forget they've got the freshest meat for your tailgating grill. Stop by, check them out. If their meat was any fresher, you'd have to slap it. Gears Dairy, the official hydrator of WPPA Sports Saturday and high school football games throughout our region. Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy. Their dairy line from whole milk to skim milk, the delicious orange juice to get your Saturday morning started off on the right foot. And also, don't forget their delicious iced tea and uh, fruit drink products to quench that late summer thirst. Also, thank you to Roto-Rooter. Taking care of Schuylkill County's proverbial poop storm. It's Roto-Rooter. Roto-Rooter, that's the name. Wash your troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. And St. Luke's University Health Network, Chaz Hippler. And
0: it doesn't matter what sport you play or whose uniform you wear. It doesn't matter if you're a pro or a weekend warrior. Like us! St. Luke's Sports Medicine provides a higher level of care for a higher level of performance. And that puts us all on the same team. Log on to sluhn.org. For more information, good morning, Edward. How are you? A uh, rocking morning for you this morning. Yeah, I'm a
1: spree and ready and yeah, all fired know, up here this morning. Checking out this sp- uh, week two, uh high school football results from last night. Why well, I'm missing down potzel in a double overtime game, 21-20. Blue Mountain, a 50-19 winner over Midwest. Jim Thorpe shut out Marion, 42 42- to nothing. Lee Heighten beats Haven 27-14. Tamaqua holds Monoy Area scoreless 50 to nothing. Tamaqua has now outscored opponents 90 to nothing in the first two weeks. Minersville shuts out Nativity 23-nothing. North Schuylkill uh, christens their new field. The new turf gets a 56-60 victory in favor of the Spartans. Hamburg beat Panther Valley 49-14. Jenkintown down Shenandoah Valley 47-8. Pine Grove knocks off Millersburg 61-7. Junior Ada gets by Tri-Valley 21-7. Williams Valley smoked Newport 43-21. And later today, the red tornadoes will visit the Tigers of Southern Columbia. At 7 p.m. at Southern Columbia. And, boy, I got to tell you what, Southern Columbia really flashed some uh, national uh, spotlight last week as uh, they get a huge win in South Carolina uh, over Hammond. Indeed. And uh, they get a nice win. And, you know, it was kind of um, funny to watch, Chaz, because Hammond, uh, South Carolina, a private school, and uh, I believe, like, uh, it was something like, won uh, six out of the last 12 state championships in in South Carolina and uh, a bigger school than Southern Columbia in size. And uh, the Tigers went down there and smacked them around on ESPN, too. It was great to see. Jim Roth and the boys getting it done in the south. But they'll take to the uh, turf up at Southern Columbia against the Red Tornado, 7 o'clock tonight. Let's start it. Where do you want to go, my friend? Let's head well, somewhere first you here. You
0: talked about the uh, holy Tamaquas yeah. getting 90 points in the first two weeks. There's a team that has actually scored more points than Tamaqua in the first two weeks of the high school football season. Yeah, it's And we're going to start chirp, chirp, chirpity, chirp discussing... The Cardinals of Pine Grove this morning who have scored 111 points in two weeks while allowing, I believe it's seven. Yeah. That's a pretty impressive ratio.
1: Yeah, you uh, look at it. 429 yards on the ground last night. 511 yards total last night of offense for Pine Grove. And uh, you look at it, and uh, it's uh, Pine Grove uh, doesn't waste any time. It's uh, C, uh, senior defensive end Nathan Minnick. He intercepts Aiden Harmon on the very first play from scrimmage. Took it 34 yards to the house and gives Pine Grove the early lead. They'll put up 17 more points in that first frame as uh, Kinsley, 29-yard run. Leininger, 15-yard run and Minnick will roll in an 86-yard pass from Leininger. Then Robinson will get him back on the board there uh, as he gets a 4-yard run. Leininger adds two more runs, a 25-17. and Luckenbill will cap off the scoring in the third quarter for uh, Pine Grove as uh, he gets a 45-yard run, but Millersburg gets on the board late in the fourth quarter with a Crawford 3-yard run, 61-7. Frank Gaffney's boys are rolling early on here in 2019. 24 first down for the Cards last night to 22 for Millersburg. You look, uh, Millersburg carried the ball 22 times for just merely 33 yards. 19 of 37 passing, 3 interceptions, 124 yards through the air. 157 total yards of offense last night for Millersburg. Pine Grove, 23 carries 429 yards on the ground, one of five passing with an interception, 86 total yards on that one completion last night, 511 yards of artillery for the uh, Cardinals. And uh, you look at it, Chaz, and, boy, individual numbers inside.
0: Inside for Millersburg, Crawford, 12 carries, 27 yards. Snyder, 2 for 15. Feaster, 1 for 7. For Pine Grove. Dalton Kinsel, 5 carries, 108 yards. Leininger, 6 carries, 107 yards. Luckenbill, 6 for 83. Morgan, 1 for 57. Nye, 1 for 33. Minnick, 1 for 19. Robinson, 3 for 18. Crumrine 2 for 6. Harmon was 19 of 37 with 3 picks by Minnick and 2 by Rosler. For the Cardinals, 124 yards passing for Millersburg. For Pine Grove, lining are one of five. You talk about it. That one goes to the house, Doctor. 86 yards. He also threw a. Pick. Chaz. What?
1: Get a load of this. As a team, Pine Grove, 23 carries, 429 yards. It averages out to 18.6 yards a carry.
0: That's <laughs> filthy. That's nasty. <laughs> Receiving last time, in it caught that lone touchdown reception for 86 yards. Crawford had an interception for millersburg and the cards roll out to 2-0 on the year 1-0 in tri-valley league play the final year of tri-valley league football and uh our area teams involved in fact we'll stay in that tri-valley league to get things started this morning eddie and let's talk about uh, williams valley needing to come from behind to uh defeat newport 43 21 a big second half where uh Williams Valley gives up 21 at the intermission, and they trail 21-6, to sixth, and they put 14 on in the third, 23 points on in the fourth for their 43-21 to 21 victory while shutting out Newport in the second half.
1: Yeah, they beat the Buffaloes. Uh, you look at it, Newport, 19 first downs, 42 carries, 202 yards, 10 of 29 passing and two interceptions for 174 yards, 376 yards of offense for the Buffaloes. Williams Valley, 11 first downs, 29 carries, 207 yards, 6 of 11 passing, uh, 1 interception for 147 yards. Total yards of uh, offensive production, 354 for the Vikes. They uh, fumbled the ball once and lost it that one time. Individual leaders last night for uh, Newport Road, 23 carries, 120 yards. Huggins, uh, 2 for 24. York, 12 for 37. Van Horn, 3 for 13. Davis one for six, Taylor one for two. Williams Valley Miller, he carries them again, uh, the Vikes on his back. 20 carries, 193 yards. That again, Chaz, almost a 10-yard average for one individual. Joseph uh, one for eight, Angle four for five, Minnick one for three. Uh, passing Herb last night for Williams Valley, 6 of 10, one interception, 147 yards, and Angle uh, tried one and did not complete it. Newport York, uh, 9 of 28 and two interceptions for 155, and Taylor, 1 of 1 for 19. Individual leaders in receiving last night, Bo Rejo, 2 for 34, Angle, 2 for 86, Cruz, 2 for 27. For the Buffaloes, Taylor uh, reeled in three for 101. Bates three for 22. York one for 19. Huggins one for 11. Godbout uh, one for nine. Interceptions uh, for the Vikes: were Rejo and Engel. Rejo. Newport's uh, Taylor
0: had one. Reho's interception and Engel's interception both went to the house. They were the final two scores of the <laughs> ball game. Rejo was involved. In three touchdowns last night, he had a 63-yard punt return. He caught a 26-yard pass for six and a 75-yard interception return to uh, tack on the final score. Engel's interception return was from 50 yards out. So, uh, Williams Valley doing it all sorts of ways last night. Some special teams touchdowns, some defensive touchdowns, and uh, right now sail out 2-0 in the Overall, 1 0 in the league. The Bulldogs traveled to Mifflin Town to face Juniata and come up on the short side of things as Chase Herb scores the only Bulldog touchdown on a 14 yard second quarter run. And uh, Juniata went up 7 0 after one. At the break, it was fifteen to seven. Nobody scored in the third quarter, and late in the fourth, they salted away with a uh, touchdown run. They try for two. It's twenty-one to seven. Your final.
1: You look at the the numbers. Tri Valley seven first downs, twenty-seven carries, twenty-nine yards, seven of seventeen passing for that uh, Jonas McGrath. Uh, One hundred nine yards of total offense for the Bulldogs. Junior 12 a twelve first down, forty. Uh, carries 153 yards, 7 for 14 passing, 59 yards through the air, 212 total offensive yards last night for uh, Juanita. Uh, rushing last night, Herb, 7 for 24, Scheib, 10 for 15, Wetzel, 4 for 12 last night, uh, Juniata Kondo. I'd like to be sitting in a condo right about now 11 for 25 Martin uh 10 for 37 Baylor eight for 38 Ty Martin nine for 36 passing Jonas McGrath seven for 17 one interception for 80 yards condo seven for 14 for 59 yards. Uh, Tyler McGrath, reeled in five catches, 45 yards. Uh, Morgan, two for 35. O'Connell, one for 17 for uh, Juniata. Ty Martin, one for 17. Ranked two for 12. Kint, one for nine. Baylor, two for four. Interceptions uh, for Juniata was made by Bonson.
0: Well, Doctor, last night there was a game played in Minersville. It was the... Battle in the Backyard, and we featured that on T-102 last night. J.P., Larry, and I taking that one in. And for Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis coming out party last night for the Batland I'm Miners in that out. third quarter. As uh, Well, the Miners got on the board in the first quarter as uh, John Adams put a football that pinned Nativity back at their own one-and-a-half-yard line. And the safety ensued from there. And it was 2 nothing all the way up until intermission. And we were kind of wondering at halftime when the uh, offenses were going to start to show up. Because both third teams quarter. were struggling to move the football around the field defensively. Each team got into the red zone once, that Daywald and Lengel red zone. And uh, both got stymied there. But then, in the third quarter, Gabe Davis and Scott Schwallem decided they were going to be on the same page here, and the first was a 27-yard pass down the near sideline into the end zone for six. The extra point is good, and then they did it again. And it was Davis a 24-yard pass from Schwalm this time on a fourth down, where the Batland Miners get into the end zone once again. Three plays later, Davis intercepts a pass and goes 39 yards to the house with it. He was our TB Landscaping Player of the Game last night. He was also the MVP of the ball game. But uh, Scott Schwallem, the Miners' line outweighed Nativity's line by an average of 70 pounds.
1: Yeah, you look uh, inside the numbers, Chaz. Uh, first downs, uh, Nativity with 7, 25 carries, 41 yards, 7 to 19 passing, uh, three interceptions or 89 yards through the air, 130 yards uh, total by the green wave. Uh, Minersville, nine first downs, 29 carries, 63 yards, 9 of 14 passing for Scott Schwallem. No interceptions, 103 yards through the air, 166 uh, total yards of offense last night by Minersville. <clears throat> Individually leading the way for uh, Nativity, Huffman, 5 carries, 35 yards. Dalbin 1 for 9. Miller, 7 for 5. Fairhat, 3 for 4. Yoder, 3 carries with uh, no yards. And uh, Scotty uh 6 carries, 46 yards for uh, Minersville, leads the charge. Woodford, 8 for 14. Andrew Cech, uh 4 for 4. Uh, Passing last night, Miller for uh, Nativity, 7 of uh, 19 for three interceptions and 89 yards. Minersville Scottish Wallam, 9 of 14, no interceptions, 103 yards. Reeling them in for Nativity, Wagner, 1 for 43, Fairhat, 4 for 29. Hoffman, uh, two for seven. Minersville Davis, three catches for 55 yards. Grafe, three for 31. And Druchek, one for 19. And Woodford caught two and uh, lost two yards. Interceptions uh, reeled in by the Batlin Miners.
0: Chuplik, Davis, Chupik. and Polinski. Chupik. Alan Chupik plays center and linebacker. Oh, wow. And I was able to get a pick dropping into coverage last night. But uh, both teams finding it difficult to get the ground game going. That was for sure. Um But the passing game for Minersville showed up a little bit better on the uh, scoring end. They found some mismatches in the uh, secondary and uh, were able to capitalize and pull out the victory for the second time in a row here in this battle in the backyard sponsored by Schuylkill Valley Sports.
1: Yeah, how about you talk a little bit about the
0: insects, the gnats, the mayflies. (laughs) Oh, the mayfly actually came off. Listen, it actually looked, when you were looking out, the press box windows. It looked like it, it was raining. It looked like it was raining. Yeah. I mean, the carcasses of these things, I, carcasses. I pity, the, pity the poor folks that are going to be sweeping up the bleachers or hopefully the rain <laughs> will wash uh, wash away what's there. I mean, it was black when we were leaving. It looked like, like dirt all over the place. <laughs> and, uh, oh, th- there were millions of them. It was incredible attacking the press box, flying in the window. We eventually shut the lights out because you could. It looked like they, we were beekeepers.
1: You got you got one uh, that uh, sort of uh, found its way into the nasal passage. No,
0: that was J.P. A oh. couple in there when he blew his nose at the end of the night. There were a couple of mayflies <laughs> on the tissue. That was pretty wild. <laughs> it was uh, it was something to behold. I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, that was an interesting uh, scenario last night. They said the same problem happened elsewhere. Is uh, let's stay in our uh, crossover matchups here and uh lee heighten last night doc down Haven and uh Haven in the first half zero first downs zero yards rushing nine total yards for the half that goes back to back now the second half of week one no yards from scrimmage no first downs, and the Hurricanes come out the same way against Lee Height. No first downs for four straight quarters of football.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, tough uh, as you uh, are trying to put things together. You know, a lot of people say that the best uh, improvements are between week one and two, and when you have a four-quarter uh, uh, um, shutout uh, going for first downs, it- it's tough. And uh, you just got to hope when you hit that halftime locker room, uh, the tide starts to change a little bit. And uh, Schuylkillhaven does come out there in the second half. They will end up with uh, seven first downs on the evening. And uh, you look at uh, uh, Lee Heighton. They get out to an early 15-0 to lead. It's uh, Sangliano uh, from eight yards out. Then you have um, Hunziker, uh 61-yard pass. And then uh, Kobe Brish will put uh, Schuylkillhaven on the board there in the third with a 15-yard run. And uh, you look at it, it's Lee heighten Lee and then Brish again, and it's a 27-14 ball game.
0: San Giuliano had a uh, big night. I understand he's running the uh, show for the height. did leave the game with an injury, from what I understand, after uh, rushing 12 times for 118 yards. Also uh, on the evening passing was 10 of 16 without an interception for 160 yards. From there, McDowell, 10 carries, 42 yards. Ramirez, 9 for 33. Crumb, 2 for 9. Hunsicker, 1 for 6. For Schuylkillhaven, Brish, 21 carries for 81 yards. Connor Gehring, 1 for 15. And then uh, Reber, 1 for 1. And from there, everybody's in the minus column. Donati last night, 4 of 14, passing with a pick for 39 yards. Hunsicker, 3 catches, 102 yards. Shots, 3 for 37. Rarick, 3 for 21. McDowell, one that went nowhere. Brish caught two passes for 28 yards. Gary one for six, and Dissinger, one for five. So, Haven last night, 82 yards through the air, 39 yards through the air, 82 on the ground for a total of 121 yards of offense for Haven. while Lee Heighton rolls up 362 yards total offense, 202 on the ground, 160 through the airways. So,
1: uh, Haven... Off to an 0-2 start. Lee Heighton will even up the records at 1-1 here after week number two. And uh, Lee Heighton wasn't expected to do much. And uh, it's sort of after a their surprise. first
0: week loss to uh, Fleetwood, who went on to win again this week. But Lee Heighton now 1-1. Uh, really taking it to Schuylkill Haven last night on the carpet at Rotary Field. Let's talk about uh, the Tamaqua area Blue Raiders, who... You talked about their high scoring offense yeah. here to uh, lead off the scoreboard. They blanked Monoy area last night 50 to nothing. And uh, it seems like the Knobloch Kistler connection continued here in week two.
1: Yeah, and I uh, would be remiss. Uh, They actually outscored opponents 92 to nothing because last week they beat uh, uh, Line Mountain 42 to nothing. But you look at it, Kistler and Knobloch got off to an early start in the first quarter, a 20-yard pass, uh, and it's a Boyle kick at 7-0. They'll add three more uh, in the um, second frame as Kistler reels in a 50-yard pass. Boyle takes a 10-yard run. Demetriadis takes a 10-yard pass and uh, all of a sudden it's 28-0, 35-0 after three as Boyle will get a 62-yard run there in that third quarter, and then they'll add two more touchdowns, Barron and Valentino uh, getting in from 36 and six yards out. Mono area, 13 first downs, 51 carries, 260 yards, two of three passing and one interception for 16. You add them up, 276 yards, a total offense. Tamakwa, 15 first downs, 18 carries, 309 yards.
0: You do the math on that. Look at this. Knobloch, 10. Knoblock was for 9 for 10. 9. Knoblock was 9 for 9. All right. 9 for 9. There was another quarterback. All right, quarterback there was another there quarterback, Whitaker. Whitaker.
1: Yes, I see that as you look further down. 172 yards by those two quarterbacks, 480 yards of total offense. Uh, Monoareas Perez 17 carries 153 yards. Lawrence 18 for 63. Terry 7 for 29. Bachman 3 for 9. Manley 4 for 5. Bukowski 2 for 1 last night. On Boyle. the ground,
0: on the ground, Doc Tamako averaged 17.1 yards a carry. Yikes.
1: And leading the way would be Boyle, 6 for 151 yards. Then it's Nate Kirby, 5 for 60. Barron, 1 for 36. Uh, Ballatino, uh, 2 for 35. Kistler, 1 for 9. Hest, 1 for 7. Stewart, 1 for 7. Dimitriatus, 1 for 4. Passing last night, Lawrence for Mono Area, 2 of 3. One interception, 16 yards. Knoblock that perfect 9 for 9 for 160 yards. That
0: gives Bill Tidmore and I the boop, 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 boop. Tamburelli teaser win for the week.
1: Wow. Whitaker, the one-and-one one attempt for 12 yards last night. Manley reeled in a catch for Mono Area for 11 yards. Terry a catch for 5 yards. Then you look at Tamaqua. Kistler, 3 for 102. wire, 3 for 23. Ham 1 for 6. Schilling, 1 for 11. Dimitriotis, 1 for 10. Barron, 1 for 10. No interception stroke.
0: You know, uh... The completion percentage for Braden Knobloch right now, Doc, is somewhere around 90% over two games.
1: Yikes! It's gotta be.
0: It was Yikes. over 80 from the previous week. I think it was 82% or 85%.
1: So now and, we uh, uh, 85, 185. Divide that up by two. You've got uh, 92.5. Yeah,
0: somewhere in there. Ain't somewhere that, around That's something. That's incredible. Quarterback rating of a perfect 154.0. <laughs> I don't know what the- <laughs> it's got to be close. Now, uh, some of our area teams in Division One took their games outside of maybe cross league opponents for non league games. And let's start where you sat last night and witnessed double overtime. That's the first time you've been at home and back after us in a long time.
1: Yeah, it, it was last week. It was funny. Uh, I was signing off the air last night at about 10 to 10, and I, I thought to myself uh, a week prior, I, I was at home and already probably had about five or six minutes worth of shut-eye. Uh, but the Crimson Tide, uh, tough going of things. Uh, at the end of regulation, we are knotted up at seven. Both teams scoring there in the second quarter, getting their seven points on the board. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, it was a, it was going to be a dogfight no matter what. No matter when these two teams match up, Chaz, week uh, year in and year out, why I'm Missing and Potts will always have low-scoring affairs, and it comes out to be uh, a what I would term a, a knocker. I mean, they beat on each other and, I uh, mean, uh, counter everything that one another does. And uh, last night, no different. As uh, after the, the regulation of 48 minutes, we, we we needed two extra frames, double overtime, and uh, uh, Tom Magoe, uh you know, uh, wins the toss. And uh, Pottsville does exactly what they should do. Takes the defense first. Uh, then they know what they've got a match. So the second overtime, when you come out, you know, I mean, both teams scoring that seven in that first overtime. Second overtime, they swap roles. So that means the Crimson Tide are going to go first. They score, get the six points. Extra point attempt, there's some motion up front. Get a flag. They move back to the seven-yard line. Tom McGowie Alex to go for two at that point, and the tider unable to convert. Ball low. Addison Mullins unable to get the hands underneath it and trap it uh, on the top of the turf, and uh, the tide uh, then go on defense and uh, they had no answer, no answer. There was a big guy, uh, Nadrowski. Um, I said the the guy was probably from Shenandoah had roots up there first with a, a last name of Nadrowski. And uh, they had no answer for him all night long. And uh, he was uh, the proverbial co- uh, nail in the coffin. He scores, and uh, they have a sure-footed kicker, uh, Carrillo, um, in there for uh, why I'm missing. He did miss two field goal attempts on tonight. Uh, one was short, one was wide. Uh, at one point, he had an odd angle on it. It was only about a 22-yard field goal attempt, but it was uh, from the far hash mark, and he ended up uh, – uh, shanking it uh, far left. But uh, Crimson Tide, you know, you, you want to talk about it? They made mistakes last night and weren't able to overcome those mistakes. They did make, I mean, a lot of mistakes at one point. You know, and they start off the second half, and it was eerily uh, reminiscent of the first half uh, a week before. They're kicking uh, the start off the second half to uh, why I'm missing. They create a turnover in uh, wide missing side of the field, has the opportunity to go and uh, create a, uh, some plays. They work down to the 18-yard line. Next thing you know, they're ending the drive on their own 46. So, you know, Ooh. four plays, four consecutive penalties, and there were some big penalties in there that knocked the tide back. And uh, they just were unable to come over those uh, mental mistakes. and. Uh, they uh, penalties fall.
0: for 99 yards yeah. on the night.
1: Yeah, so that's one thing that uh, Coach McGoey will look at this morning and be like, nah, "We got to clean that up." Or you look at last night. A little bit of a flip night. flop
0: there in the uh, individual statistics. Why I'm missing 45 carries, 158 yards. The tide, 36 carries for 91 yards, mm-hmm. passing 10 of 14 for why I'm missing 72 yards, 14 of 26 in a pick for 140 yards for the tide. Why I'm missing finishes with 230 total yards of offense. The Tide finish with 231 total yep. yards of offense, so a little bit of mirror images there in the numbers. Hurlman, 17 carries, 81 yards. Nadrowski, 9 for 33. For the Tide, Walchak 14 carries for 61 yards. Blankenhorn, 1 for 14. Yost, 14 for 11. <coughs> Receiving four while, missing Hurlman, leading the way, 4 catches, 41 yards for the Tide. It was Shank, 6 catches for 80 yards. Barnes, 5 for 52. And uh, they are the leaders in the ball game last night, and that's how it ended up. And the tie to rebounding this week, they'll have Muhlenberg entering Veterans Memorial yep. Stadium on Friday night. New stadium opened in Fountain Springs last night, and it seems as if Shemokin didn't want to respect the new digs. as <laughs> They went out during pregame, crossed the 50-yard line, were stomping all over the Spartan logo in the middle of the field, and all they did was poke the bear. The Spartans respond with 43 first-half points. In a angry men of Sparta, roll on 56-6. to six.
1: Zach Chawanski starts it off a 25-yard run. Jaden Leiby a 77-yard run. Dietz a 60-yard pass from Leiby. Dietz a 13-yard pass from Leiby. Green a 1-yard run. Elsdon a 37-yard pass from Leiby. Chawanski gets on the board again with a 1-yard run. Hall a 22-yard run. Then they finally let Schmoken on the board late. Knowles a 65-yard pass from Nye. And it's a 56-6 victory for the Spartans. 14 first downs for North 35 carries, 251 yards, 8 of 11 passing by that uh, young man, Jaden Leiby. Here's
0: the quote of the night after uh, Shamokin were uh, running to the center of the field, dancing on the Spartan logo. Some P players reaching down to touch the turf, and the incident angered North Leroy Boyer caught up with uh, the quarterback for North last night, and the quote, from this morning's paper. That gave us momentum before the game and pissed a lot of people off. I think uh, folks will think twice now (laughs) before going out and uh, doing those kind of things.
1: You look at it, uh, Jaden Leiby, 8 of 11, one interception, 167 yards, 418 yards of offense for the Spartans. And uh, your leaders, James, three carries for the Indians for 14 yards. Uh, North Google's Jaden Leiby, 10 carries, 139 yards. Zach Chwanski, 8 for 67, Hall, 1 for 22 and uh passing, we talked about those numbers. Uh, leading uh, Shemokin in receiving. Knowles were one catch, 65 yards. Nordschugel's Dietz, 3 for 89. Elsden 1 for 37. Interceptions last night. Shimokin's Jay Mosser and uh, Nordschugel's Dietz had an interception last night.
0: Well, Doc, we uh, talked a little bit about uh, Jim Thorpe and the Red Swarm. And after week one, not quite sure where things were at. For uh, the Olympians in a revamped look with a lot of new players coming into the fold after we took our T-102 game of the week there in week one against Schuylkill Haven. Uh, Last night, Marion Catholic held to minus three total yards in the ball game as jim thorpe rolls out to a 42 to nothing victory calcano hooks up with snisky from 50 yards out madera 19 yard run selby a six yard run madera three yard run calcano and snisky hook up from 12 yards out and uh Tinejaro, a 22 yard run sets the final mark but the red swarm coming to life holding marion to minus 20 yards on 33 carries for the Colts last night, 3 of 10 passing, 2 interceptions for 17 yards passing for minus 3 yards in the game.
1: 361 yards uh, better in offense was Jim Thorpe as they put up 358 total yards, 68 on the passing, 290 on the ground game. Selby led the way for Jim Thorpe, 11 carries on at 31 yards. Bowen, 9 for 52. Madera, uh, 3 for 49. Um, Fiato uh, 4 for 31 uh, Tinejaro, uh 2 for 26 uh, You look at uh, Marion Ocasio uh, 4 for 21 Mike Miller 3 for 6 Ferraro 1 for 6 Falls 16 carries for just one yard Chaz and then uh, a lot of yards lost by the rest of the uh, squad. I'll
0: tell you what, the uh, quarterback, Matt Miller, five carries minus 43 yards, so he's, he probably got sacked five times for minus 43 yards.
1: Yeah, uh, wow. Klocano, three for 12, one interception, 68 yards in the air. Matt Miller, three for 10, two interceptions, 17 yards. Uh, snisky leads the way for Jim Thorpe. The only uh, wide receiver uh, reel in a pass, three for 68 It's Wimmer, 2-for-14, and Tehran 1-for-3 for uh, for, uh, Marion. Interceptions, Jim Thorpe, McCartney, uh, McCartney, uh, Tina Jara, and uh, for Marion, it is that Young Falls, lad.
0: Well, we're going to see Hamburg on T-102 next Friday night as they take on Blue Mountain. We will recap Blue Mountain at the end before we get on with Corey Mabry. But last night, the Hawks... Entertaining Panther Valley and come away with a 49-14 victory. Uh, Shahid Warren, two touchdowns, 179 yards. Hamburg, a total of 395 yards on the ground. In week one, Hamburg used 11 running backs. Last night, trimmed down a bit. Warren, 18 carries, 179 yards. Bear, seven carries for 124 yards. Ruiz, six for 51. Watt, five for 40. Hammond, two for one. And Menapace, two. Two carries, no yards rushing. One, two, three, four, five, six running backs last night for the Hawks. Irvine leading the way for Panther Valley. Seven carries 60 yards. Tavares, nine carries for 55 yards. Uh, Panther Valley gets 98 on the ground, 86 through the air for 184. 64 yards through the air for Hamburg. 395 on the ground for 459 yards of total offense last night. They will be the T-102 game of the week as they face off with Blue Mountain and the Eagles get a big second half and defeat the Midwest Mustangs Emmanuel Parker running the football last night 81 yards in a pair of touchdowns for Blue Mountain. Jason Dean 16 carries 77 yards and uh, the quarterback uh, doing the uh, dual threat action last night was nine of 11 with an interception throwing for 195 yards through the air.
1: 457 total yards the offense put up by those Eagles. Leading the way for Midwest was Wolfley. 10 carries, 42 yards. Dorman, 3 for 20. Blue Mountain, you talked about. Parker, 9 for 81. Jason Dean, 16 for 77. Thompson, 9 for 45. Johnson, 7 for 28. Farrell, uh, 2 for 21. And Gibson, 1 for 10. Um, Jason Dean last night, 9 for 11. 1 interception, 195 yards. Uh, Reeling them in is Bartholomew, 4 for 102. Thompson, uh, 3 for 72. Farrell, uh, 1 for 20. And Tachinsky, 1 for 8 last night.
0: How about Jason Dean? 272 yards of total offense on the night. So uh, that's another big week for the uh, man who takes over under center for the Eagles. And he's a big hombre. And what do you say? Maybe next
1: uh, week he'll be your uh, landscaping player of the game with numbers like that, buddy. CB
0: landscaping player of the game picks the player that brought their a game so we'll see who brings their a game next friday night as blue mountain travels south to face hamburg and we'll be uh taking that one in from the uh hawk's den i guess and uh the hawk's
1: nest well
0: is it the hawk's nest yeah
1: a hawk has a nest not a den that's a bear come on go to commercial break you're starting saturday, to talk silly saturday afternoon pump
0: up saturday afternoon on t102 Sparta the it's, battle of sparta it's the battle of sparta as uh, north schuylkill goes to why i'm missing for a 130 kickoff that will be on t102 as well so a double dip of the game of the week in week three Woo!
1: you ready let's roll let's
0: catch our breath we're going to talk to Corey mabry the head coach of the blue mountain eagles he's around the corner on am 1360 105.9 fm 106
1: and worldwide Radio.com. don't forget the podcast
2: You work hard for your money, so don't let the big banks take it away in service fees and charges every month. Bank at CACL Financial and you'll see the difference. At CACL Financial, not only will you be treated like family, your money will work for you. If you live, work, worship or attend school in Schuylkill County, CACL Financial has the products and services to meet your personal and business banking needs. People love banking with us so much that we've been voted the best bank in Schuylkill County, Five consecutive years in the Reader's Choice poll. At CACL Financial, it's more than checking in savings accounts and CDs or home mortgages, vehicles and home equity loans. CACL Financial meets your needs every day. Visit our convenient office on West Market Street in Pottsville. Online at CACLFCU.org and like us on Facebook. CACL Financial, member NCUA Equal Housing Lender. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road is the county's oldest full-service family-owned dairy. Gears prides themselves on their high standards and offers quality produced milk products as well as orange juice, fruit drinks, and their very own popular iced tea. Make Gears a name you invite into your home every day. Look for Gears products in your favorite supermarket or convenience store. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road, the county's oldest full-service family-owned dairy always committed to excellence it's that wrenching feeling in your neck when you wake up that back pain when you lift the groceries when this pain hits think St. Luke's comprehensive spine our approach to treating back and neck pain will get you on a course to healing often without surgery most back and neck pain can be resolved through physical therapy and when it can't we offer a full spectrum of specialty services to begin healing call 1-866-St. Luke's St. Luke's comprehensive spine we've got your back And Mech and Spine.
3: Schoolkill County, where farmers and lumbermen originally plied the lush valleys and forests, but what was underneath the ground would rain prosperity over the region. Coal. For over 100 years, coal dominated the subterranean landscape. But under the soil lurks a more nefarious substance, the likes of which strike fear into the hearts of men. Poop. Through a vast network of pipes and conduits, a veritable river of poop courses beneath the pastoral landscape of Schuylkill County, threatening to wreak havoc at a moment's notice, and sometimes it does. At times like these, the brave heroes of roto are called upon to quell the proverbial poop storm. Broken pipes, septic calamities, and backed-up drains are no match, as the saviors of Schuylkill drive the brown menace back to the dank netherworld from which it came. So remember, when poop happens, call
0: Roto-Rooter.
3: That's the name, In and away
0: go troubles down the
3: drain. drain. Rodo rooter
0: the Hurry Up and Save F 150 sales event at Sands Ford of Pottsville only lasts till the end of the month. Save thousands off MSRP on America's best selling truck or choose 0% financing for up to 72 months. Or lease a new F 150 XL STX for only $299 per month with only $2640 out of pocket. That's right, lease a new XL STX package F 150 for only $299 per month during August. Sands Ford of Pottsville, where we make it easy to get into a new F 150. America's best selling truck for the past 42 years. 36 month lease is based. On stock number F19621. Lease includes RCL trade and assistance bonus cash, 10,500 miles per year, not including tax, tags, and fees. All offers are with qualifying credit and excludes Raptor. Offers end September 3rd, 2019. Hi, this is Steve Jones. You're listening to WPPA Sports Saturday. Tune in later today and join Jack Ham and I for nittany Live Football in your home for Penn State Sports, AM 1360 and FM 106.
1: Well, don't forget that uh, Roger, Steve, along with uh, Derek and Jack, will be hamming it up outside the Bryce Jordan Center. Penn State tailgate, 2 o'clock, 3.30. Kickoff between the Nittany Lions and Idaho right here on WPPA Sports. A guy who kicked off the season with a new quarterback and the quarterback making some noise. It's Jason Dean making noise for the Corey Mabry-led Blue Mountain Eagles. And, uh, Corey, you take a tight end. He's an athletic tight end. You want to put your best athlete at quarterback, and that's what you do this year for a senior season. And uh, Jason Dean carrying your ball club.
4: Yes, he's doing a fantastic job. We we knew he would uh, bring a, a, a double a dual thread element to the position. So uh, he's really he's taking it and, and literally running with it. I mean, he's doing a fantastic job.
0: You know, Corey. The interesting part about the quarterback is when you look at Jason Dean, you're thinking. There's no way that kid's the quarterback. Look at the size of him.
4: He's a he's a nice sized kid. Uh, he's a very you can probably see him on the hardwood. He's a track and field guy too as well. So he's a multi multi sport athlete, and uh, you know his athleticism takes over a lot for us on Friday nights, which is which is nice to see.
0: You know you come into week one, hopes of a new season, big anticipation. You had uh, high expectations for Justin Eggy. He gets injured in week one, and then a young man named Emmanuel Parker steps into the backfield this week and uh, leads the team in rushing. Talk about the contrast in those two kids. I know you're without Eggy for a substantial part here, but uh, Parker coming in is a big lift.
4: It absolutely is, I mean, that was a huge, huge blow to our, to our team. He was a 2 weight goal guy for us. He was a our, our quarterback on defense in the secondary, and, and obviously one of our most experienced guys on offense coming back, running the football, and losing him is just... Uh, it really hurts, but what, what Justin has done is, is is taken responsibility to make sure that uh, we call Emmanuel. His nickname is E-Man, so if you hear me refer to E-Man, that's what I'm talking about. We get uh, E-Man learning the system. He got here late and uh, a little behind the eight ball, so uh, Justin is like his personal coach and just helping him through and making sure he's lining up. We do a lot of shifting, a lot of motion and everything, and, and Justin is, has been fantastic with uh, helping uh, Emmanuel get get on page. and. And he's a, he's a good athlete. He's a quick little uh, running back. He's a tough kid, and uh, he's, doing, he's doing a good job for us right now.
1: You know, one thing that Jason Dean didn't forget is that uh, a, a tight end is a very important position. He finds Gavin Bartholomew, who took his spot over a tight end uh, last uh, uh, this season uh, last night. Uh, he leads your charge uh, against Midwest West with uh, four catches for 102 yards.
4: Yeah, my guess is that Jason, every time he drops back, is going to look for the tight end. He's going to be trying to throw it <laughs> to himself. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. he's he's not going to miss that. Miss the, Gavin's a nice-sized kid too, so he's not a uh, not a target that you can easily miss. So uh, yeah, Jason, he found him on that uh, tight end uh, scene last night, and uh, Gavin took it to the house, which was uh, which was needed because at that time we were we were reeling a little bit. We were, you know, had some things uh, not go our way, and and uh, they were they were playing a little bit with some high emotions, and and things weren't b- bouncing our way, and and uh, that touch they really helped us.
0: You know, when you take a look, Bartholomew kind of came out a little bit last year, more so on the defensive side for you. Then late in the playoffs, Corey, showed up as a wide receiver as well. And uh, this year, it seems like the transition has really taken a quick speed to it in getting him caught up to speed playing at the end of the line.
4: Absolutely. He's, he's a, he's a nice-sized kid. Uh, he's strong. He worked his tail off in, in the weight room all, all offseason. Uh, we can flank him out. He's a huge mismatch Mass problem with you know, corners with being six five. Uh, he has good speed, uh, awesome reach uh, ability. Uh, he can block, so he brings that uh, that threat, you know, at different at different positions to uh, for us, and it's, it's nice to have.
0: You know, when you're uh, going into the locker room last night with uh, a tight ball game. You know, and, and and I see in the paper you were kind of conflicted as how you wanted to approach your team. And they come out in the second half. The defense throws the shutout, and you're putting points on the board like it's uh, flipping quarters uh, into the wishing pond.
4: <laughs> well, I, I, I told Mike when he was interviewing me, I said I didn't, I didn't even see the paper yet this morning, but I said I, I was conflicted walking up the hill. Uh, I felt like I went to go up and, and rip into them and, and, you know, give them a good, you know, good hollering and screaming, get them excited a little bit. And I decided just to say, hey, listen, take a deep breath, everybody, yeah, exhale, relax a little bit, and just go an out and do our job. And and am uh, not saying that, that 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 is the reason why we did it, but I think what they need to do is just focus on what, you know, what we're we were trying to do and and, and you know, not get caught up in the emotions uh, and just uh, execute. And that was I think we did a very good job. Came out in the second half and then punched one in real quick. And I think that just set the tone for the whole second half.
1: You know, Corey, you, you put up 457 yards of offense last night, uh, 262 of them on the ground. And that, uh, of course, you mean a lot of people say you live and die by that ground game. Uh, you mean in uh, high school football, and you do a good job with it. The, about the seven guys touching that ball for you last night.
2: Yeah, that, that's
4: been our sort of our M.O. for the last couple of years. Uh, we, we try to you know, keep the, the ball distributed so you can keep the defense a little bit on their heels, not knowing who's going to get the ball. Uh, our, our, our offense, obviously, with, with Jason right now, the way he's playing is centered around him. But in reality, I think our, our whole offense, the scheme uh, for the program, is always centered around our offensive linemen. And those guys don't get a lot of credit sometimes. And, and uh, you know, the kids that are working uh, their tails off in the off season to get better every year. I think we have a good group. Uh, you know, we have a couple... A couple seniors there, but, you know, we have a lot of underclassmen there, so I think the future's bright. Uh, Looking at them, even the younger guys that aren't starting for us right now, uh, starting to get some nice big-sized kids there that can uh, open some holes, and that's that's key for us with the wing tee and uh, setting up to play action and everything, so uh, kudos to the offensive linemen.
0: Corey, let's talk a little bit about your defense last night, pitching a shutout in the second half. That's a pretty big momentum rolling out of Week 2 for the stop squad.
4: Yes. You know, we like I said earlier, we, we had a couple balls bounce uh, the wrong way for us in the first half and, and gave them some short fields, uh, and they, they took advantage of it. And then uh, I think once uh, once the dust settled there a little bit, we got our, our bearings set. The defense uh, really stepped up and, and played very, very solid football in the second half, which is what we expect them to do. So uh, we're, we're pleased with uh, their performance.
1: Corey, we're through the second week here of the regular season, and uh, our first time talking to you this year. You I mean, through the off season, through the uh, preseason workouts and all, was there any kid that maybe surprised you here so far in these first few weeks?
4: Well, we, we have, um, if you look at the roster, we have some, some young kids getting some playing time. You know, obviously surprises when you don't have a kid in your program, or at least on your practice field here in our program as, as uh, junior high and freshman. But we have, you know, three freshmen getting some part time right now, which is, which is a rarity at Blue Mountain. Uh, you know, uh, Jason's little brother Jack is, is playing for us, at linebacker. Uh, Luke Hendricks is getting a lot of reps at the defensive line. He's rotating in with Toby Steele and uh, Derek Wallace-Savage is getting some reps in the secondary. So we have three, you know, I think, uh, really good uh, potential football players there in those three guys. So, uh, you know, Besides the, the kids that we you – know, no one really su- – I don't want to say surprise us. We knew what these kids can do if they put their, their effort in with the, uh, the, the sophomores and the juniors and obviously the incoming seniors. So uh, you know, happy with uh, all the progress. So there's a lot, of, a lot of improvement by a lot of kids.
0: Corey, uh, the institution of the 42nd clock for uh, you guys, how's that been working out so far?
4: Well, the good news is I think we have uh, one delay game and it was on a punt because we had a kid injured. We couldn't get a kid out there quick enough. So we, we've been we've been okay. It's, I know uh, John Karesti is our offensive coordinator. He panicked because we were old school by bringing the quarterback over and, and running plays in with the quarterback. And, you know, with Jason being a two-way starter for us, you know, we obviously didn't want to. Uh, do that with him this year, so we we 've gone to the you know, we 're not oregon uh, we don 't have the cards on the sidelines, but we are doing a lot of signals and and uh, trying to get the formation out there to the guys and the plays out there with with hand signals and different things so uh knock on wood no, don 't jinx us here now guys but we, we've we 've been pretty good with it
0: you know how confusing is it for you getting your quarterback to understand that in a forty second situation when the back judge raises his hand, you actually have 10 seconds. Like that's where I think the confusion comes in. Then when you're in a 25 second situation, it means five again.
4: I know it, it is confusing, and uh, you know we uh, we work on it all week at practice. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll signal plays in, we'll have a coach stand, and and give Jason you know the hand and uh, make sure they understand the difference between a 40 and when a 25 occurs. So yeah, it is confusing. I even think that the officials, uh, you know. Uh, I hope it simplifies things in the long run. I think it's just a matter of getting a little more accustomed to it. So we'll be all right, though. So far, we've been we've been pretty solid.
0: You know, Corey, when you take a look, you're coming up uh, with what's become quite a rivalry between uh, you and Hamburg. And everybody knows the backstory of Coach Kutz going back to coaching in Hamburg, very successful at Blue Mountain. But uh, you're both coming in on a collision course with uh, 2-0 and records this season, and you'll be on the road next Friday on T102
4: yeah they uh they've looked good the first two weeks there's no doubt I didn't get to, to watch film yet for from last night's game but uh you know week one they looked uh they did a fantastic job so they're you know they have some nice athletes a really good running back uh, some nice sized linemen up front so we have to we have to be ready to go we have to uh come with some emotion and uh you know we're obviously being on the road uh we obviously starting a road this year down at Muhlenberg and I thought our kids responded very well with the traveling so this is a heck of a lot shorter trip so i think shouldn't be an issue that way so we're looking forward to it
0: yeah a lot less red lights to get to Hamburg than there is to get to Muhlenberg that's (laughs) That's a few few. (laughs) you know though Corey you're coming off a season where you got into the district playoffs last year we were there with you saw well, you know, the uh, small college you played in that game. But uh, coming into this season and building from that experience, how important has the message been to the kids? Like, hey, those of you that were here last year, and I know you were talking about having a lot of young kids stepping in, but those of you that were here last year, you need to figure it out from there.
4: Absolutely. You know, that was a, a great learning experience for, for those guys that were able to play in that game last year. And, you know, obviously we weren't, we weren't happy with our, with our overall record. We know – how tough our league is and and we know from from this you know week going on we're going to have some some big you know big challenges coming at us so it's just a matter of us you know I said this all last year too and it's just the same uh, same that We just got to get better each and every week. Uh, the league is, is very competitive. They're not going to come down to us. We got to go up to them. So we got to find a way to get better. And our kids have bought into that. You know, they've, they've really, really worked their tails off and, and are buying into the system and, and doing, you know, uh, accepting their role. You know, what, what I love to see is, you know, our receivers who obviously want to catch as many balls as they can, but they're the ones out in the, the edge springing, uh, you know, springing a, a long run because they're stock blocking you know, relentlessly. So it's, when you get kids that are buying into that, then you know that you're off to a good start. So we're pleased with we're at, and I think the kids have bought into, as you said, you know that we got there last year. Let's, let's try to do it again, but let's get a better let's get a better run at it this year.
1: Corey, you talk about uh, that league, and uh, boy, it starts off on the 20th of September, and uh, you pull a, a short straw and get Tamaqua first out the gate for a uh, Skookum League Division One matchup. You know, but uh, before that, you've got a, a primer in between Hamburg and Tamaqua in a tough, wide missing squad and a, a game. That uh, takes a uh, part down in why I'm missing it, and we've had it, uh, the, the pleasure to cover it a few times. A nice atmosphere down there
4: it is and it's it's a, a team that we uh, you know we can battle with uh, each every year we battle with them and then unfortunately they just find a way to get you know find a way to win um, storied program, obviously success after success down there they've dominated that the uh, League for years. Um, so it's, it's, it's a battle, and they're well-coached, and, and, you know, we're, we're sort of mirror images of them in a the sense offensively. We both run very similar offenses, so our kids are familiar with that. But it's, uh you know, it is a Saturday game, Saturday afternoon game, which is new. You know, we don't see any of that anymore around here. So for our kids, it's a little bit of an adjustment, uh, you know, playing in the daylight, a little bit of heat maybe. So, um, you know, the atmosphere is different than, uh, you know, Friday night with the lights and uh, big crowds. It's uh, that. That homely-looking atmosphere with the houses real close to you and the fans standing on the track, so it is a different, uh, different perspective for them. And but I don't think uh, you know in the years that we've been down there, it really hasn't uh, hurt us. Obviously, it, it's, it's something that our kids uh, I think stay focused on and, and go at it. Just got to really, really strive to find a way to make this one a W this year instead of being close but no cigar. So we're we're obviously not looking past Hamburg at all, but we uh, we're looking forward to to getting down there when it, when the time comes.
0: You know, Corey, the interesting thing is Blue Mountain's going to become the radio darlings here for the next three weeks. (laughs) Next Friday on T-102, next Saturday at Why I'm Missing on WPPA, and the following Friday on T-102 again.
4: Well, I I guess... I guess I owe you guys something uh, for for all the airtime. We appreciate. About <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we'll to get you hat or something. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you'll you'll at least get to see J.P. next Friday. So
4: that's a good. That's always a good sight. <laughs> I'll look, I look extend all you guys though for the record.
0: You you might you might be one for three on that department. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know Corey, it's a it's a great start to the season and momentum building here, for your Eagles Club. Uh, things uh, looking very prosperous here in 2019.
4: Yeah, fingers crossed. We got to stay healthy. You know, we have a couple of and bruises. Obviously, with Justin Eggie going down week one, that was that was huge. And I think he's probably he's most likely done for the season. He had surgery on Thursday. Had some uh, basically shattered his collarbone, so it was uh, it wasn't pretty. So you know, maybe maybe we got lucky if he uh, comes back very very late in the season. But uh, the way it looks, he's probably done for the year, which is really really a shame. Well,
1: Corey, uh, thanks for taking time out of your busy Saturday morning. Uh, get ready, watch some tape on the uh, other birds of prey, and uh, go get a victory down at the Hawk's Nest uh, next Friday night uh, on our sister station, T102.
4: Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having us on. Thanks, Corey. Take care.
0: You too. See you, guys. There you have it, Doc, Corey Mabry. 2-0 on the season with the Eagles of Blue Mountain. And working their way to Hamburg next week on T102. We're going to step away, come back, wrap up the program right after this on AM 1360, 106 FM. And
1: worldwide, WPPA radio.com. Don't forget the podcast, available at anchor.fm, also Google uh, Podcast Store.
5: BG's Value Markets, Minersville, Pine Grove, Jonestown, and Millersburg open daily 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. is packed with great deals. Good till Labor Day. Burke's Ring Bologna plain or garlic, 3.78 per pound. All natural pork butt roast, great for your cookout, 178 a pound. Cooper's CV Sharp Cheese, 4.68 per pound. Sugardale Center Cut Bone In Ham Slices, 2.68 per pound. Value packs of chicken legs or thighs, 118 a pound. Heinz Ketchup, 2.68 per bottle. In-store bakery specials include 10 packs of homestyle cookies, only $1.98. Fiji's 9-inch cream cheese pies, $7.98. Kellogg's assorted cereals, $2.68 each. Cut cucumber poppers, two one-pound packs for $3. Turkey Hill tea or drinks, $1.88 per gallon. Flitter's cocktail or dry-roasted peanuts, $1.98 each. And assorted Dixie plates, bowls and cups, 26 to 54 count, 2 for $4. Convenience, quality, and fair prices. Fiji's value markets in Minersville, Pine Grove, Jonestown, and Millersburg. Open Labor Day, 7 a.m. till 5 p.m.
2: Hi Wow is being heard all across Schuylkill County. What is it? CACL Financial's Hi Wow Checking Account. It stands for Helping You and Others Won't. If you live, work, or worship in Schuylkill County, CACL Financial's Hi Wow Account offers terrific features like no minimum balance, no maintenance or penalty fees and earn 1% annual percentage yield on your account when you have e-statements and 10 point of sale transactions with your debit card per month. Hi, WOW checking from CACL Financial. Name the best bank in Schuylkill County in the Reader's Choice poll for the fifth year in a row. Earn 1% annual percentage yield on your checking account. Make your money work as hard as you do. CACL Financial, online at CACLFCU.org. Like us on Facebook or visit our Coxville office on West Market Street, CACL Financial. Member NCUA Equal Housing Lender. If terms aren't met, regular interest rates apply.
5: Doylestown dentist Richard Bash is a busy guy. When he's not caring for patients, he's tending to his property with its chickens and ducks. When a deteriorating hip condition completely took over his life, Richard turned to St. Luke's Orthopaedic Care. Richard had a total hip replacement, and with the pain gone, was back to work and his backyard friends a few days later. Find Richard's extraordinary story at ortho.sluhn.org, or for information on St. Luke's Orthopaedic Care, call one eight six six St. Luke's.
3: Schoolkill County where farmers and lumbermen originally plied the lush valleys and forests. But what was underneath the ground would rain prosperity over the region. Coal. For over 100 years, coal dominated the subterranean landscape. But under the soil lurks a more nefarious substance, the likes of which strike fear into the hearts of men. Poop. Through a vast network of pipes and conduits, a veritable river of poop courses beneath the pastoral landscape of Schoolkill County, threatening to wreak havoc at a moment's notice, and sometimes it does. At times like these, the brave heroes of Roto-Rooter are called upon to quell the proverbial poop storm. Broken pipes, septic calamities, and backed-up drains are no match, as the saviors of Schoolkill drive the brown menace back to the dank netherworld from which it came. So remember, when poop happens, call
0: Roto-Rooter. That's
3: the name, and And away away
0: go troubles down the drain.
3: drain. Roto-Rooter.
0: Well, Doctor, that's going to wrap up this week's edition of WPPA Sports Saturday. We've got to say thanks to Corey Mabry for taking time out of his Saturday morning and joining us here on the program. We also have to thank our sponsors, CACL Financial, 1800 West Market Street in the city of Pottsville. Always open online. At CACLFCU.org, you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. Also, we gotta thank the St. Luke's University Health Network for jumping on board. Named for the seventh time as one of the nation's 100 top hospitals by IBM Watson in 2019. Call one six six St. Luke's for more information.
1: Here's Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy on a tumbling run road. The official hydrator, WPPA Sports Saturday and football games throughout the region. Their dairy line from whole milk to skid milk. The orange juice to start your Saturday morning off right. And, of course, the iced tea and fruit drink products. BG's value markets for convenient locations for your shopping experience. Millers Town- or Millersburg, Jonestown, Pine Grove, and Minersville. They've got all your tailgating needs. Stop by, check them out. If their meats were any fresher for your tailgating grill, Chaz Hepler.
0: You'd have to slap them.
1: And uh, also, thank you to Roto-Rooter. Watch your troubles down the drain with Roto-Rooter and helping you battle the proverbial poop storm. We've got to say thank you to all of our guests. Also, thank you to you, the listener. Don't forget, catch the podcast on Google Podcasts and also Anchor.fm. Penn State football, 2 o'clock for the pregame. 3.30 kickoff here on WPPA Pottsville. Translator, W290DP Pottsville.